it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. Special guest tonight is the one who knocks. How's it going, guys? How's it going, Dave? Mr. Dave Wytek. In the house. That's right. Garage Hammer in the house. For those of you guys who don't know who Dave is, Dave, why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown on who you are and what you're all about? Um, Dave Wytek. I am the host of the Garage Hammer podcast. I show up at a tournament once or twice a year and make a fool of myself, usually due to bad gameplay. Um, I am a self-professed uh, GW fanboy, although I do dabble in um, Malifaux, Infinity, Kings of War. Uh, I pretty much like gaming, especially tabletop gaming. Um, that's that's my thing. Cool. That's what we're all about, man. We're trying to mix it up and do multi-game systems and not just stick to one this this go around since you know it didn't work out so good last time <laughs> we we don't want to be depressed if our game system leaves us but we'll get into that later <laughs> the great but, thing uh, about the beer phase is every right. game can have a beer phase every game can have a beer phase that's including correct. volleyball every game should have a beer phase it's right speaking of terminology right. my friends <laughs> so uh dave uh you know how we usually start out so uh what are you drinking tonight what are you drinking out of okay uh i'm breaking my general rule because i am pretty much i'm not exactly a teetotaler but i don't really drink i have allergies to certain types of alcohol uh but tonight i broke down and busted open the old smoky tennessee moonshine legit tennessee moonshine when Boom. i bought one when I was down in Gatlinburg. So I am drinking blackberry moonshine right out of a freaking mason jar. And I got a side here of uh, slightly sweetened iced tea to to, uh, nice. to go with it. A little yeah, bit of I'm... Texas flavor. Yeah, that's, about... that's a good mixer, man. Whiskey and sweet tea. Goes... Oh, oh, I'm not yeah, mixing dude. it. I'm just drinking the moonshine, the blackberry straight. I'm about three shots in. I'm about ten minutes here. I'm going to be incoherent. So that's one of my favorite things to do. Like we got that. We got like a peach sweet tea out here. You get can get like drunk. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you could put some of that like <laughs> yeah moonshine in there. That's money. I picked up the apple pie stuff. Oh, oh, yeah, that, I... that stuff's lethal. That's yeah. so Did good. You, you like don't even know you're drinking. That? I didn't like that. I, oh. I couldn't drink that stuff. Dude, I had seriously. a jar of it. I couldn't do, do you it. Like, uh, if you like that kind of stuff, do you like bourbon and stuff like that too? It's funny. I, like I said, I can't drink most types of beer. I cannot drink apple cider at all. My face turns red and so itchy. It's disgusting. Mm. Uh, I can drink red wine. I can drink 
like uh, Jack or um, Jameson's, uh, certain types of vodka, and that's about it. And then, like, moonshine doesn't bug me at all, which, you know, go for it, whatever. It's funny. You named all the things that have different, like, yeasts in them. So, like, uh, like some whiskeys and stuff like that will have it, but anything like moonshine, it's so it's so distilled that, like, you pretty much get rid of all the yeast from, from that portion of it. But, like, all the different beers and stuff, it's going to be all yeast strains. and. Well, and that's the thing. When we're at a tournament, you know, like everybody always wants to, oh, hey, I'll buy you a beer. And I'm always like, nah, I can't. And they're like, no, really. And I, it's like, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm like, I'll right, have right, a right. Diet Coke or something like that. And they're like, really? You're not going to have a beer? And I'm like, I can have one, but I have to take a couple of sips and wait 20 minutes to see I'll if I break die. out or not. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. get Dave a gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. It works. G&T. What's your favorite gin? Whatever's in the glass, to be honest with you. Okay, nice, nice. Yes. I love gin too. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, not that picky with my gin. Choice, so. My scotch, I'm a little pickier with, but it's the best. All right. Anyway, back on topic. Mark, what are you drinking? What are you drinking out of? Uh, I I have a Deep Ellum Red X Brewing glass, and I just sent Dave a Twitter pic of it, and I'm drinking a Smutty Nose Gravitation Belgian Quad. Uh, it's really good. It's it's light. It's a heavy beer, but it's a it's a light flavor. Um, sits well in the tongue. Uh, it goes down really good, and it's like twelve percent. So I'm happy. There you go. You were kidding. That's a rocking? real beer. I'm nice. looking at it. it there you go. It is a real beer. Damn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking Ryan? the uh, 2015 edition of Founders Brewing Company's Redanculous. It's an Imperial Red IPA. Nice. Um, it's hella hoppy because, you know, that's how Imperial I'm lately. Yeah. Um, it's sitting really nicely on the sides of my tongue. I've been uh, enjoying mouthfeel on it for a little while, and I am drinking it out of a Quake City Rumble 2013 glass, representing for the West Coast. Cool. Hey Jeff, what you drinking? I... Uh, and drinking our Scottish Red from Holy Spirits Brewing, our homebrew club that uh, we make a really clean Scottish Red. Uh, it's got really good clarity. You can almost see through it. it. has just a really small haze, but not not a whole lot to it. But it's it, I like it because it's a red that's not it's not hoppy at all. So pretty pretty clean pretty crisp and if you guys want to try it make sure you make uh make it out to moonshine gt this uh 2016 season we'll be playing some kings of war it's a good game what how, what point level are you guys playing 2k that works yeah good. yeah what are you guys playing look i'm just taking over the show like I'm, it's my show no, it's i'm interviewing good, you man. guys that's what we're here for that's what we're here for we're here to kind of bs it and talk it talk it up but um I'm I'm really in between right now. I I like Kings of War because now I'm able to actually play my dwarfs without making people angry that I'm gonna play dwarfs. <laughs> like, <laughs> no kidding. Because because there's not really like you know oh man op dwarves or something like you know what I mean like you don't just sit in the corner and shoot with them. So I mean I was gonna ask you what you thought about the dwarfs for their new rules and stuff, but well, I really, the difference with the difference really with like that them. I think. It, what's so great about them is those cannons can be devastating, but they just don't. They, they're not. They don't, when they hit, they got to hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. They only exactly. hit a third of the time, tops. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got something really fancy that you can pull out. You're only hitting maybe a third of the time. Unlike 
you know, 10 from the back. Right. Hitting mm. 90% of the time. Right. When you're only hitting a third of the time, you, you're not, A, you're not going to dump all your points into a giant gun line. Nope. Because it's not, you, you know, so much of it's not going to hit. I'm not even taking cannons. Like, I don't think. Oh, well, now that's blasphemy. You got to take some. <laughs> no, all slayers, Dave. All slayers. Oh, okay. Baby. Okay. There you go. All I'll slayers. go. With, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah. And slayers that are was my awesome. List of, they are. They're, they are awesome in this game. Like I gave that list to Ohio Hammer, and they're like, all right, if that's what you want to do. I'm just, I'm just taking big-ass horde blocks and running right up in your face. Uh, yeah, you can't take hordes anymore in the second edition with them. Mm. They can only do regiments, but man, like, Still so much fun. Punch. Oh, yeah, man. They <sighs> they get beat up pretty bad, but you gotta kill... I mean, you gotta do so many wounds to them to take you them off the table. You gotta take them to a man, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, worse than that. I mean, they have like a break twenty-two, but um, yep. yeah, that's been fun. I've, I've been playing the dwarves. I've been playing demons. I've been playing the herd. Um, and I'm having a hard like. If it was up to me, I would. I'd really like to play the abyssals right now. But uh, you know, with the Kickstarter shipping and and I never got in on that one because I thought I had a different game system. I was going to keep playing, and uh, I didn't really, I didn't really uh, get in on that Kickstarter. And you know, the see, I've been with it since be. the first Kickstarter. I've been with it. First yeah. you've heard on the show yeah. i love that yep. game it's it's yeah. a great quick fun game and it's very different than warhammer fantasy was same concept but it's a very different very fun game so i was always in on it now yeah christopher yeah. and i could crank off a couple of games in an evening with that yep yeah cox i'm assuming it. you're playing the vermin uh that's a good assumption yeah dude i've been skating for 13 18 18 years 19 something like that so why give up the rats right <laughs> you got the models what the hell right i i like i like rats i don't know yep yeah he's playing them so i'm like i don't really want to be doing all my practice games scaven on scaven <laughs> civil war motherfucker <laughs> play something else so but yeah but uh the the abyssals have been fun we'll be playing uh we'll be playing a game this weekend uh there's a little small tournament getting run by Aaron Chapman out here in uh, the DFW area this weekend. I think they only got like 10 players or something coming in. But uh, if you're in the DFW area and you want to get your ass handed to you in some Kings of War this Saturday, show up to Area 51 so I can beat you down with some abyssals. So. Alternately, <laughs> if you're in DFW on Saturday and you want to get fucked up, um, I've got a tailgate going, <laughs> but a so different kind of bust up. It's gonna be happening for like twelve hours. Just show up. If I don't remember you, I'm, it's alcohol's fault. I don't know. Right, blame Just alcohol. Come on down. It's it's, it's it's an easy scapegoat. Why not? Brian, what have you been playing with Kings of War? Um, I I did a lot of first edition gaming. I had an undead force I ran pretty heavily. I was doing vampires at the same time in fantasy, so I just I combined the two. And then I put it on the shelf. I I played my first game of second edition actually on Tuesday. Um I had cut my list of armies I was going to run down to 8, and I thought that was good progress on my part. Wait, you mean different eight different armies you cut your choices down to? Yeah, I, I Not can't eight decide. Lists. Oh, dear Lord. But wow. I, I made Way a to narrow it down. I think I'm going to go herd. <laughs> um, Way to narrow it down. I have an incentive I'm sorry, I'm to get drunk and some stuff ass. done in November. So, <laughs> so I, got it narrowed? I'm so, really bad because I don't look at rules or stat lines. I pick models and go, hey, what army can I make these fit into? 
Oh dear lord. Okay, so give us give us your top four then. What do you what um, do you got? Top four options I had. I was going to do Ogre Kingdoms or the Ogres. All right. Uh, I was going to do Herd. I was going to do Abyssals using a combination of the old GW Null blood letters and oh, uh, yeah. a bunch of Mercia stuff. Uh, Mercia's got some great flesh crafted things that would be great for tortured souls. You can stitch wings on them. Um, oh, I had sure. a lot of fun ideas for that. And then I was going to do uh, Basilians using a bunch of the Mercia infantry. But I went back through and looked at all my orders and went, well, what can I realistically expect to get in in time for me to paint everything, which means I start in about a week? And the answer was the herd because I've already got all the models. Right. So I'm going to do that. And I played my first game and got my butt handed to me because as it turns out i suck at kings of war i know everyone's shocked out there <laughs> a game where movement matters and tactics are more finesse yeah i'm uh i'm gonna be pretty that's my plan all right well that's pretty cool i <laughs> i've got uh i'm playing my i play my undead when i play kings of war i can't help it that's what i do i got all them goddamn zombies Oh well, yeah, dude. I mean, you've got what six hundred? No, I've got about two hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, and I'm not changing not sure. those to round bases. Uh, you know what? Okay, I'm supposed to have a thousand. And here's here's how that story works out. Uh, I have two fifty. I have no intention of doing a thousand. Then Wayne from the TC War Room shows up at Bits, three sheets to the wind, and says, "I will buy all of it for you. Just build it." And I'm like, <laughs> "Sounds." I'm like, I, dude, I, I can't resist that. The the hoarder in me went, the eyes lit up and said, that's awesome. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Order me like 200 at a time and I'll right, do yeah. it and I'll build them that way. So he shows up at Wapaka last year and he goes, I got your zombies. I'm like, okay. And he pulls out this box the size of a Toyota. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, ah, screw it. I ordered you all 800 at once. So I've got 20 of those big-ass Mantic boxes of zombies. Plus, they threw in, like, like I got a starter set to give away and a rule book from first edition and just, like, all this stuff coming. And I'm like, dude, Wayne, seriously, like, what am I going to do with all this? And then now they changed up all the rules. And I'm like, so now I'm talking to Wayne trying to figure out what we're going to do because he's like, you know, I'm like, you can, you'll be a show sponsor until I get this done. I'm like, I'll never. I don't need a thousand zombies. Like, there's no game. I will need a thousand. Right. Yeah. The one, the one benefit is now I'm waiting for Mantic to get 25 mil round bases in, mm-hmm. because I'm going to build about 200 of them on round. I'm not rebasing those. They're the Mantic ones are impossible to rebase. I'm like, right, oh, I've, yeah. got, I've got 200 and some odd for Kings of War, and I'll build 200 or some odd and put them on round bases for AOS. Then, you know, and have them because I need I need in my current list about 120, 160. So that's a lot of. That's a lot of movement time. <laughs> I gave I'm actually a really challenge quick with it because once you get the first couple, twenty just... hours, and it was the worst ass whip I've ever had in hobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm actually pretty. I once I get the machine running, the assembly line going, I get the uh, the primer, the base coat, and the washes and stuff all done with the airbrush, and I can crank through 180 in about two hours per coat. Jeez. No way, man. I, I just want to <laughs> point to out hours that uh, per, Ryan per, has per still coat. never done Skaven. Yeah, Skaven are the nut kicks, man. <laughs> like, 
and, and you get no you get no love for painting them at high quality either. Like, well, I mean, you do if uh, you're me, but if you're just uh, one, you know, especially yeah. on those bases. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Don't even get me started. Well, that's the beauty of the zombies because they can look a little messy, and you can get away yeah. with it as long as you go in and pick out the bone and add a little bit of, of well placed well, blood detail. All right, so. So it, it really just it really depends on who your fucking paint judge is. Number one, right? Because I I take the same exact army to Adepticon and win a win a paint placing at Adepticon with it. But then I go to Rock Wars and I don't even make like top third. Like, come on, same 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 army. Like, it's just. I mean, I took the same army to Adepticon publicly. You're Never gonna get fucking top hit this rate. God. <laughs> well, no, no, clearly it's because there was wanted, a better field at Rock my Wars than there was at Adepticon. I just wanted my maximum points. I wasn't looking to win. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> you started hey, yourself on Hey, that. you owe me three more paint points, motherfucker. So, um, Ryan, I know that uh, Mirsha had a bunch of exciting news from this week do you want to let people in who live under a rock and maybe haven't heard yeah uh Mercia miniatures launched their latest kickstarter it's uh darklands savage hordes they launched it yesterday it got funded earlier this morning uh the goal is to expand the game to put a unit of archers and a unit of monstrous archers into every army out there uh the first one they've got up for uh purchase is the utes which are the Inhabitants of the Isle of Wight, there are a lot of undead. Uh, they've got a block of ten skeleton archers, and then three little ethereal floaty white boga, which are whites that trap your souls in lanterns. They're kind of really cool looking. Uh, and then the second one is Albion, which are the Scotsmen. It's a unit of ten human crossbowmen and three ogre crossbowmen. Uh, I've been trying for a little while to figure out how I was going to do a, a horde of six ogre hunters, and I have my answer. So guys, hop on there and pledge for it, because I want that unit unlocked. Are the Ogre Hunters the guys that are supposed to have like the throwing spears, or are they supposed to be like like crossbow guys? The Hunters, I think, are crossbow guys. They're the ones with the 36-inch range, as okay. opposed to the Boomers that are 18, I think. Gotcha. Um, and then the next one after that's the Angelkin, which are the Angles. Uh, they're an army of werewolves and shapeshifters. Uh, they've got some human bowmen and then five werewolf bowmen that look really badass in the concept art. So if you guys are interested, go online, check it out. Uh, it's Darklands Savage Horde by Mercia Miniatures. Mercia is spelled M-I-E-R-C-E. Uh, for those who keep score at home, Mercia is where Arthur found the coconuts. <laughs> Um, so question as always, they're doing is that where he clanking off. them together or no? Uh, it's where they found them in oh, okay. Mercia, even though it's a temperate zone and and coconuts are tropical. Those are tropical, man. Just saying. Hey, we're not going to discuss migratory patterns on here. Um, and as always, it's twenty percent off their existing range. So if there's stuff you covet of theirs. Uh, go on and do it. They're splitting it this time, so you can pledge for the units in either resin or metal. Uh, doing it in metal reduces the cost by about a third. Uh, <laughs> it's ninety pounds for a unit in re or for a for a force in resin, and it's about sixty pounds to do it in metal. So if money was a deterrent to you on getting in on the Mercer bandwagon, I highly recommend giving it a look because it's a lot cheaper now. Um, 
I give I recommend giving it a try. I got a lot of demo games in a couple of weekends ago when we were at Rock Wars, and I love that game. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, have I had a, a great time. Yeah, go for it. I'm here on their uh, Kickstarter page, and I see two rule books: the first edition and the Savage Hordes. Do I need them both? You do Can not everything? need them both. Actually, you don't need either of them because they're both available for free to download. I like my books though, so that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I want the book. I want to hold it in my hand. The first edition book is your rule book. The Savage Hordes book is going to be every army book in the game combined. Okay, so I'm going to get okay. them both then. Yeah, I think that's the one we got at Masters. I can't remember if that was the like the smaller one. Is it the like... smaller one was the Kickstarter rules, which okay. were the the first draft of the rules. They didn't have combat res. They didn't okay. have uh, special attack options. They didn't have weather. They didn't have a lot of terrain rules. I've got those. Those are pretty cool. This game have is you, complicated. Have you played hell, a game cool. of that yet, Dave? Me? Yeah. All right. Uh, no. It, it is. I keep reading the rules. Really... I don't know anybody who gets it, and it looks yeah. so cool, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's and... super intricate. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm a gamer, man. I like playing lots of different kinds of games, but I can tell you right now. It's like, the same problem I had with Infinity. Somebody yeah. had to show me how to play the game. I still don't know the rules to Infinity. It's even even at that level. It's um like Ryan made up these really clever like like sheets for each individual unit where like you can mark down the wounds and stuff. And I'm just like, this will never be a tournament game. But it sure as shit is fun to sit there and play like after the tournament, like on that Friday night or Saturday night or something like that. Because it's like really super narrative. It's a fun game to play across the table. But good God, like just to keep track of how many wounds. Okay, so he's done this many. So now he only has this many attacks. But then he only. But then, but then, did you charge? How far did you charge? Okay, because that's gonna be. Like, it's I've super, got. It's super intricate. It's it's hyper realistic. It's yeah. A comparison I've been using for a lot of the older school gamers is it's like second edition D anD. D where if you want yeah. to get very in-depth about, hey, I shot an arrow and missed, where did it end up? That option is in there. Right. Um, one of the things they've been doing as they're releasing rules is labeling it with a, an expertise level. So you've got apprentice-level rules, you've got journeyman rules, then you've got master rules. Ah. And the thing right now is play at whatever level you're comfortable with. If you don't want to do all the special attack options, you don't have to. Uh, there are options in there for... Well, I have a grab attack, so I'm going to grab this model and eat it instead of doing these other attacks. Or I'm going to jump up and down because I can do that. Or I'm going to grab this guy and then I'm going to throw him into this unit that I'm fighting because that's fun. Or my giant's going to charge through your shield wall because your ogre's behind it and I want to get at that. There's rules for all of that. But you don't have to use them all yet. Yeah, I had a good time playing it. I think a lot of the people that did when we did the demo games at uh, Rock Wars, I think everybody had a really good time. It was just it was one of those things, like, you could see how it could get really in-depth if you wanted to. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that would translate really well to a computer game, actually, because yeah. it can be very, yeah. very detailed if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, their models are fucking sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. No joke. I've bought, yeah. I've bought lots of Mirsha models, so I dig them. All I know is I got a bunch of those big beastie monsters, mm-hmm. and I got a good ten or twelve man war band of the, the what what do you call it? what's the beastman? Uh, the Fomoric, yeah, yeah, the Gabrak or whatever. I yeah. got I got the couple of their the, the shaman and the, the leaders and a couple of 
five or ten of their their grunts and god they're amazing beautiful models yeah painting those models i don't want to paint anyone else's anymore they they've killed my hobby for other companies because their stuff is just so much fun to paint right yeah they have some really nice stuff i really dig it i mean one of the best alternate mini companies i like i really like their stuff i like raging heroes stuff is really good and uh avatars of war all those are all like really good alternate mini companies but like the games are good but like aren't polished you know what i mean so right i have their giant well, their manticore their chimera they're right. just amazing Fucking so sick oh god yeah it's ridiculous Sitting at the bar, sipping on a regular Coke. We were drinking and smoking and making him the butt of our jokes. We all said, Man, what happened to you? Why can't you just have a few? He said, I would if I could. But it's probably best that I don't Cause the more I drink The more I drink Then I'm the world's greatest lover And a dancing machine I get loud I get proud And it gets worse Well, if I have one I have thirteen Now there ain't no Somebody hands me a shot Hell, even bucktooth and bow-legged women Start looking hot And pretty soon I'm bumming cigarettes And sweet-talking some big brunette Yeah, once I get on a roll There ain't no telling where I'll stop Cause the more I drink, the more I drink Then I'm the world's greatest lover and a dancing machine I get loud, I get proud, and it gets worse
beer phase. Uh, so we all rebeard up uh, midway through some of this. So we'll just uh, retap in here uh, and go, Dave, you got anything new for us? Or are you still on the uh, moonshine? Oh, I got about a half a pint of moonshine in me, and dear Lord, I'm going <laughs> to say something stupid pretty soon. <laughs> I am feeling fantastic. <laughs> awesome. What about you, uh, Ryan? Um, I figured David shouldn't be the only hipster drinking out of a mason jar, so I went oh. and got a, Mar a uh, Martin House one. <laughs> And since today is the first day of Oktoberfest, I filled it up with the Carb Oktoberfest. Nice, nice. Dude, that no, that that beer was not good. I thought I'm it was sorry. all right. Uh -oh. I, it was fantastic I, on the beach of Corpus. I, I like Carbock to a limited extent. Their eight percent and higher beers are good, but yeah, everything lower is bad, and that Oktoberfest was not good. I didn't think it was terrible. I, I Did thought, not I thought, be a wet blanket. I, I thought it was drinkable God. for sure. I agree with Mark. Screw that beer. Screw yeah, that. Well, no, I went it, downstairs it was, to get a real was, ale Oktoberfest, but I already drank the six pack, so this is the one yeah. I grabbed because it's the only other Oktoberfest I have. Could be, so could be worse. It could be the. It could be that Boulevard that we had. That was bad. No, dude. I guarantee you, the Boulevard was better than this. No. You're crazy. Yep, what are you it. drinking, Mark? I know. I know dude, you're I like another quart of sake. No, I, I stopped drinking sake a while ago. Um, <laughs> like 10 I'm, minutes. I'm on the, the bottom half of the gravitation uh, bomb. So I also grabbed my mason jar to drink out of. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my Moonshine GT mason jar, uh, and I filled it up with... Uh, don't, don't kill me if I mispronounce this, but I think it's Julius Etchler... Uh, it's Ector, a, yeah. Well, how do you pronounce it? I thought it was Ector, but I might be wrong. It I'm not might be Ector. It. it could be. I don't know. I'm yeah, not sure. Bavarian, so it <laughs> it's a it's a Hefeweizen Dunkel. Yeah, sure. So it's a Bavarian yeah, sure. Dunkelweizen. I I was getting one because a bunch of the guys that uh, are listening over there in the uh, Europe area I know can get their hands on this bad boy. Um, it's pretty easily circulated but i am a dunkel lover and i really i really like this one it's not it's not too far it's not too sweet it's not too heavy it's not too like it's it's a refreshing dunkel weizen so it's did you did you see the mantic forms no they're, i didn't they're talking about us and they're 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 calling us out for not drinking enough brew dunk Oh, yeah, yeah, so I need to go downstairs and get BrewDog, really so I've bad. got BrewDog downstairs. I'll drink the <laughs> shit out of BrewDog. They want us to try the, the penguin. BrewDog penguin? Tactical Nuclear Penguin is like $110 okay. yeah, bo so, uh, so, a bottle. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there right now. But anybody, if anyone wants to sell me one, I'll, I'll buy one. Anybody who these. wants to set up a beer exchange program between us here in Texas... And somewhere not in Texas, get us an email, and we will do some. We'll figure out some way, shape, or form that we can send you Texas beer, and you can send us beer from your area. That's that's the real hidden intent behind this podcast is to 
to get other people to just send us beer. So <laughs> just be sure it's legal. I don't want any of that Smokey and a Bandit shit going down. <laughs> They're not going to catch us, boss. <laughs> and, and as a heads up for you in America, it is not legal to ship He's beer through the U.S. Postal Service, but FedEx trucking. does deliver to us. FedEx does. That's true. I know. <laughs> um, Mark if I Cox get my hands on Jerry Reed. Tech, that's going to wind up on my voicemail. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you always, dude, you always you know who it is when you get those. You don't even know. Yeah, when you get those singing <laughs> voicemails, you always know it's us, right? Yeah. The only other one I've got that's not been you was one time Hastings called up singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time we go down to Houston or something like that, we're in Molly's and we're just like singing, and we're like, "Are you on the are you on the Garage Hammer Hotline?" He's like, "Yep." <laughs> Great, we were swaying back and forth. Mark yeah, holding keep, his phone keep up the in the air. to a minimum. I've, I've got to sing this <laughs> right. song to Dave. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's the cuckoo's for man. I don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, uh, as far as hobby stuff, I know we we haven't had anybody that's super pro AOS yet. So, Dave, you're that's gonna be me. Our, you're going to be our guy. So, what what is it that's got you hooked to where you're saying, you know? I can see AOS being a game that I want to play because we want all the sides from it. We, I personally haven't had a great time playing it, but there's lots of backstory to that kind of stuff. But <laughs> why? Why would? Why would I want to? Give me a, give me a reason why would would you travel two states over to play a game of AOS and if so why and and give us some of your positive experiences with it so far and maybe it'll enlighten some of our other viewers to to maybe listen to <laughs> Garage Hammer and get pumped on right. some AOS. Let me try to do this. Hold on, I'm gonna pull me another here. Um, okay. He's I got putting his pumps on. Putting his pumps now, on. <laughs> well, let's put the disclaimer up here. I haven't traveled two states to play any game ever. <laughs> All right, I've gone from I've gone as far as going from the Chicagoland area, which is where I live, to Wisconsin. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I just I don't travel to play like you guys do. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm a whole hey, different man, world I come, here. I used to come to Adepticon every year. It's just they keep on fucking up and putting it on Lone Wolf Weekend, man. It's Bad schedule. Well, see, I go to yeah. Well, Adepticon's my backyard, so I mean, like right? I said, yeah, I, you know. Okay, now I'm I'm not gonna try and defend the four page rules, and I'm not gonna come in here and and you know. I mean, hey, we know I'm a GW fanboy. I love the models. I love their stuff. I played a ton of their games, and I like it. So yes, I was predisposed to it. I'm not gonna pretend I wasn't. Okay. But here's what I have found in playing it. I've been playing it with my son, trying to get games with other people. A lot of our gaming group has sort of dropped off and decided to go play Infinity. Um, there are a few people who have picked it up. It's just been a trouble for me to, to hook up games. But we are going to be playing them. I've got some games lined up with other people other than Harrison soon. But here's okay. what I found. Even when I played with Chris Yu. Okay. I don't have a movement tray anymore when I not ranks and flanks and i love yeah ranks i heard and you guys too. i actually listened to that podcast like you guys kind of moving it around and that was kind of cool i loved fantasy as much as anybody else did okay i really did i was sad to see it go like anybody else now this game obviously i think what they gave us here and right or wrong they gave us what they gave us okay sure I mean, oh, yeah, we have totally. what we have so i'm not saying oh this four pages are great the four pages you need to you need to work with them 
Okay. Sure. I mean, the idea of I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I'm I am I've been on the on the air for five years championing no comp. Okay. That day is over. You're gonna have to set up house rules at the very least to play this game the way you want. I've been a huge fan of the clash comp. It's worked really well. Um it needs work. It's still evolving, and I'm glad there's people in the community who are doing it, not just for tournaments, but just for so you can just say, hey, look, what are we going to do? Like when we have the, uh, we're having a game night on October 10th at my local game store. I'm doing the whole day there. I'm saying it's Clash Comp. Bring 30 pool choices. We're going to play 20, okay? Um, you get a table full of terrain because you need a lot of it, and you're putting your models down, and I've had a lot of fun. And where I'm having a lot of fun is I like the movement phase as much as anybody, okay? I would play with Chris Yu. He's very exacting in his movement phase. He may oh, be yeah. a better player because setting up those models. I mean, Mark, you and I played at bits. I mean, we were just sitting there constantly, you know, getting that model at the right angle to redirect and do all this. You can still do that, but it's every single model now, okay? The way I set my – when I move them forward – it's not that block anymore. I mean, I can form them in any shape I want in order to move things around. And when they get killed and I'm pulling them off, I choose who gets pulled off. All right. I can use that in a diff- it's, it's a different set of strategies I found. Um, movement is still important. Where I place the model is important. Which model I pull off is important. Because when you pile in, you're piling into where those models are. Um, it's a completely different way to redirect. It's a completely different. It's a, it's a different set of skills to play this game now, but there are a heck of a lot of tactics involved. Yes, if you only have five pieces of terrain like we used to play, and you push it all in the middle, your game's going to be boring as hell. If you bring something that has a ton of summoning, and you just summon the hell out of it, and they can't ever get to your army, it's going to be boring as hell. You have to avoid douchebaggery. Okay? Right, but like, what if you just bring three models? To have something. <laughs> no, you can do that. Oh, you can totally dude, do that. I'm going to bring Jeff, Nagash. Don't, don't and start. I'm going to bring. I, I was just. Start. I was, it's a trap. I was just asking. I no, was but I'm just saying, asking. You know, someone could do that. I could show up with Nagash and two Mortars. Right, right. Or a Mortar yeah, and everything. Yeah. That's my point. Is like, it, yeah, there has to be a compact. Totally. I, right. I, I see what you're saying. And but here's the thing: even if it's thirty pool choices, and Nagash is like ten, I could take Nagash and like three other guys. But in a lot of these compacts, first of all, they're not allowing the sudden death choices, right? Because why you, would you? Yeah, I mean the games are scenario based now, and see, right. for me, that's where I had fun. If you ever listen to our show, Chris and I would pick out scenarios out of the big red book and link them together and make mini campaigns. Sure. So now you've got scenarios. You're capturing objectives. You're doing all this cool. Remember, remember when we used to collect capture table quarters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We totally. still I mean, that was a, some of our tournaments. That was like the major thing at Adepticon. We, it was always like we you got a battle point south. per quarter. Dude, we we kept doing that in the south. The right. People kept doing. Now you're now you're capturing objectives instead of table quarters. There's yeah. there's a lot of story going in here. I mean, you know, yes. If you're gonna play the rules straight out of the book, you could totally be that dick, and you could be like, right. I've got Nagash, and that's it. And now I get to pick kill your enemy and I'm just going to point at that guy and he's going to die. And the game's over in seven minutes. And who had fun? Right. Exactly. The guy who won. I mean, even the guy <laughs> no, seriously, honestly, if no one had fun. Nobody, even the guy, I no. mean, if you if you can honestly say, I rocked up to the table with one model, everybody set up and the game was over in five minutes and I won and that was a great game, 
you're not a right. guy I want to be playing with. And I'm not right. and I'm totally. not excusing the rules for that. I'm saying is that I mean that wouldn't be any fun for me. No, I I totally agree. I did the same thing just to make a point. It was like this isn't fun. You know, there's something that has to like out of the book. It's, there's just no way to, no. to to do it. But like if you're gonna have some kind of compact, I could totally see it being. Well, there uh, there was no book. I mean, that right. was the problem. Well, I'm sorry, not out of the book, out, out, of the, pages, out of the PDF. You know. Um, well, once you add in, seriously, spreadsheet. I printed out all the war scrolls, and it's about an inch and a half thick. So sure, you add sure. those in, and that's where that's where the complexion. Yeah, Here's how I you, see it. If you took the eighth edition army book and then you stacked all the other codexes on top of it, it'd be pretty thick too. That is you true. Know? That is true. And once again, I am not defending a four page rule pack. There are things I would sure. have liked more, at least a little more. You know, a, a few but, more, a few examples, a few explanations. All I'm saying is, for me personally, they handed me a sandbox. Right. Yeah. And that's totally. what it is. It's a it sandbox. Like that's I can what go they to... wanted, though. That's kind of what it seems like. That's what they wanted. It's just like, hey, here's the general idea of what we think it should look like. You guys kind of figure out how it should be played. But here's here's the general idea. You know, here's the sandbox. You guys. Now, put, now is it crummy the that they handed it, us know? that they handed us a rule set that really just can be so easily exploited like anyone who's played right. war games for 10 minutes knows that this rule set as it stands is just not good it's just not sure sure but we've all been adjusting them and playing with them and doing stuff i mean now granted like i said i'm a total no comp champ but when christopher and harrison and i were playing in the basement before we started garage hammer we sure. were always making up scenarios. We were always making up stories. We were always stringing them together. Mighty Empires, playing games yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, Mighty it's... Empires was the best, dude. We used to play the shit out of that. And <laughs> like, when we, we played I have it... the hex thing right here in the same room that I'm at. I like, have two sets to it. make a big-ass yeah. board. Oh, and that's great, dude. When we played, when NW2, we played a couple rounds of it, I would always be the guy who sort of ran it. And mm-hmm. I would take everybody's games and I would I would start, you know, I, I had them all named their generals and I would make up stories yep. about how things were moving. And that's what they handed me. They said, here, here's what you've got now. Smarter people than me made the compact. And thank God for those people, because without it, I don't know how well I would have been able to enjoy this game and play it. I have to be honest. Sure. But it, I mean, what I've been handed works. And there's a big part of the community who doesn't mind. You know, I mean, sure. A lot yeah. of us are closet rules designers, and so mm-hmm. there's here. Fix this, and it and it and it's been it's been a ton of fun. And I like the Stormcast Eternals. I don't care what they look like. I think they're pretty badass. So you know, I've got the new terrain. I got it all over the board. I got these guys moving through. You can mix it up. They got the Death Armies. You've got these legions. You know, and if you play with the four big grand factions, you know, you can sort of mix and match to your heart's content. Um, you know, people say, well, I can mix and match and I can just take the best of everything. Yeah, but then the War Scrolls don't jive and you don't have those synergies. So it really discourages you just picking, you know, I'm just going to take 10 of this one best thing. Plus, people's scenario packs, your comp packs aren't going to allow for that because they're going to want you to take some grunts in order to capture objectives and stuff like that. If you like story-based gaming... I think mm-hmm. this is. I think it's a, it's a. I mean, I'm having a blast. I don't. I'm not. No, a it poly, seems. You know, it seems like they are. You know, really going for that story theme. Like, hey, you know, well, we've got this new thing, and oh, oh, hey, hey, you know, Sigmar's now got these guys helping him out for this 
said task or whatever, and now he's now they're making new models for that. Like it seems very like War Machine esque as far as that goes. It's like you know they're making new units to fit into their storyline that are now cool in the game and stuff like that. My, but it my ultimate punch in the nuts for me was when they were like, oh by the way, like no more Slanesh. <laughs> like Slanesh is still there. Well, for now he's not there. <laughs> Right, well, right, I mean, yeah, but he's, he's been captured. There. But here's the thing. Right. Nobody knows where he is, but if you're reading the right. books, and I have, in fact, our next episode that comes out, we're covering the first big book plus one of the one of the, one of the oh, novels nice. from Black Library. That should be out, in the, I think, right around the time this episode comes out. Ours will be coming out. Nice. And Sinesh is there because his minions are still around. And right. they think they know where he is because they've been attacking a certain realm a lot. That's one of the books that's going to come out. As these books are hmm. coming out, they're filling in this story, and then they give you the scenarios to play that out if you want. Um, I, I've got both of the two big books. I've got the uh, Age of Sigmar. I've got the Quest for Galmaraz. And I've picked up even the Stormcast Eternal, and the um, I'm getting this week the Corn uh, Bloodbound. But they all have like eight or nine scenarios in them. There's all these different things you can play. I mean, right now I've got over like 40 scenarios that I can grab yeah. at a moment's notice and play. Fluff. Like GW's fluff has always been really, really good. Like I mean, like there's no, there's no debate on that. Yeah, they've always know? crafted great worlds. Yeah, so or world, I guess. You can't, previously. you can't fault them for like re, you know, redoing the entire game system to play into their fluff better. Whether it is marketing or whether it is like trying to tell a story and stuff, they're they're doing what they're setting out to do. And if you're not there target then that's fine and and that's and that's their prerogative like they can they can totally redo the system if they want to they're looking for a different type of customer and and i get it like dude if you're doing a story driven if you're doing a, a story driven game system i i think it makes total sense and and i like some of the new terrain that they're doing i think it's super i think a lot of the new terrain stuff's really sick but it's gorgeous but man that is okay gw makes some of the best models if, if, even if you don't like the aesthetic to oh, put yeah, those totally. models together they go together so well and they hide the mold oh, yeah. lines of places not the terrain no i i heard i heard some stories but Big it does look honking pain in the ass to put that stuff together but man i've got it sitting in front of me right now and man is it some nice looking terrain mm-hmm. and it's like i said i'm not excusing a four page rule book sure i'm not i'm not saying this is the best as far as their game system is going, hey, this is the best game system ever. I'm saying this is the most open game system you can have. They literally oh, yeah. have said, hey, here's a framework. Do whatever makes you happy. Does Is it difficult for tournaments to grab onto that and latch onto that? Yeah. Yes. And, you, and yeah. Dude, they really did. They killed our old world. That, that but hurts. that's what they wanted. Like They're like, hey, you know, I know that there's a tournament crowd right now. We don't really want to cater to you. We want to we wanna cater to the modeling community who likes our beautiful models and likes to paint really high-end, you know, model stuff. And, and only thinks and, about the game half the and time. Only th- yeah, exactly. And that's perfectly and when awesome. I talk to them, at, And when I talk to them <laughs> at Gen Con, they literally said, listen. You tournament guys have been adjusting our rules for years. There's some easy adjustments you could make. We feel that you can do it. And once again, total cop out. I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not denying yeah, that. Yeah. Super cop but, I mean, people have already been doing it. There's, I mean, Holy Wars is coming up in February, going to be, gonna be uh, using Clash Comp. 
you know, Clash of Swords did it. I'm going to be running, hopefully, at UGG, a, uh, a primer for uh, Holy Wars using Clash Comp. And really, I mean, it's another, I think, four or five pages for their rules, including the scenarios for the tournament. Mm-hmm. And it does, and it, and it plays pretty well. Now, granted, they did ban all summoning because Shocker. that can get out of hand. <laughs> I well, don't know. I can't think of a single time ever that summoning got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, well, it no, gets out of hand. Well, of Harrison anybody. and I have been playing and trying some rules, and that's been kind of fun for us. I'll be honest with you. Uh... We've been playing some summoning rules. Okay, so they get summoning sickness like in Magic. So when you summon them, they can do nothing that turn. Yeah, and that's Which an it, obvious like. You can me, only like, summon one sense. unit a turn. Period. I think only... you can only like the other compact was like if you have something that can summon and it can only summon once per game type of a thing. That's another option too, right? So. Oh, I saw a cool option. If you can cast three spells and you summon something, that is a constant drain on your one spell, keeping it in the game. Oh, oh that's so then cool too. you only that's have two idea. spells left. If you're a one spell caster and you summon something until it goes away, but they also said you can dis you, you can dispel it at 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 will, you know. So you can just take it off. Yeah, just say so okay, it's gone because I want to cast. Wound, you're like oh, I don't want you to get these victory points. Well, you don't uh, get victory gone. points because right. Oh right. well, in, oh in that's true because you, you get the get victory points. Well, right. you get well. It depends uh, how it how it works for the um, game because. Depending on the rules you play, it's the number of models killed. So if you kill right nineteen well, out of the well, twenty, yeah, you still got nineteen exactly. kills. Like, yeah, you get that eleven wound model down to one wound left, and you're like, uh, I'm going to end my spell now. <laughs> Screw you. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that could be a little uh, broken yeah, too. Exactly. Some of the big gribbles. Like, yeah, that's, that's the pockets you open up with that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, said, but... what we were playing was that's, you can only summon one thing a turn. Open board. Yeah. It doesn't help you, and. um it, 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 you summon the minimum, like the unit it goes. In fact, uh, what were we playing? Oh, this is one thing that we had come up with. We were playing with the tournament pack, where you know it's a zero, a twenty-zero system. Uh huh. You can summon a unit, sure. It costs you a point. Uh... So your twenty nil just became a nineteen nil if you summon a unit. If you summon two units, your twenty nil became an eighteen nil. So you summon when you mm. really need it, but. Not, and then and then Harrison didn't think that was fair, even though he wasn't summoning much. So then he came up with the idea that if you roll an 11 or a 12 naturally to do the summoning, you get mm-hmm. an extra 50% to that unit base size. So if it's, hmm. a, if it's a one model unit, you don't get jack. But if it's a 10 right. model unit, you get 15 if you can roll up a good 11 or 12. I mean, there's like I said, and that's as a guy who loved to use to design his own little Dungeons and Dragons sure. games. Yeah. That's a lot, you know. We're, I, I'm having almost more fun sort of experimenting and seeing what we could play with and how it works. You know, you I, know? personally, I'd like to I'd like to see where it goes in like six months or something like that and just kind of see where what shakes out. But like, I, I think just like with the crowd that we have down here, like we have such a tournament, you know, driven. You want a polished game. Right. You want yeah. a finished game. We and have then... like we have like I'm from I'm from West Coast. They're that they're that kind of person where they want like a tournament game that they can get people into. Being in the South, they want a tournament system. Midwest stuff, like I go out there all the time. Like you guys have like some of the like we have we have like Ryan Smith and Ed O. You know, we, we have we have some good hobbyists, but like your area is 
so much more fluff gamer oriented and hobbyist oriented that like you guys don't have the like like crush your hobby like tournament players like like you have them but they're a really small pocket like they're really small pockets and even those guys bros, like you know even though yeah even those guys their hobby level is really high really high and yeah, they're yeah. just really good players like they're totally. not coming yeah. looking to crush your hobby I mean, we've got people. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody knows you've got guys like Mikey Gerald who, mm -hmm. I mean, that guy, that guy wins games in his sleep. Yeah, I was just but talking nobody, to him all weekend last weekend at Rock Wars, man, and, and that's right. But nobody has a bad game with him. You know no, what I'm saying? No, you know, totally. it's because he's he just he plays the game. You know, right? That's just that's just where we're from. I mean, I don't know. It's just for me, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've already got these models. I'm right, already playing, totally. and honestly. What was really cool was I went to pick up my son from school. He joined the games club. They have a games club on Thursdays after school. Yeah, I heard about that on your podcast, man. That's and, that's so fucking cool. I wish and I those, had that when I was in school. Well, we had a chess so and games awesome. club at school, but I mean, he, oh, and he goes so there cool. and the kids are playing. Some kids are playing chess. Some kids are playing board games. But there's two kids in the back who they they yeah. play regular Warhammer. But once oh, yeah, it went we to don't AOS, play that no, 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 we don't play that. <laughs> once it went to AOS. They could get a they could knock a game out in an hour, a small game at Games Club. So they brought his the one guy's got high elves and the one guy's got an ogre. I mean, I pulled up and my son's like, Dad, yeah. He goes, These guys are playing AOS. He's like, Didn't you say you're running an all zombie army? I'm like, You're darn right I am. They're like, That's filth. I'm like, You're darn right it is. <laughs> and they're actually coming out to the to the local game that, that oh, game nice. thing we're having in, in October. Yeah. So nice. like the kids from his the juniors and seniors who play Warhammer in his game club are coming down that day to play. And nice. I'm just thinking the accessibility level. Now, oh, money-wise, totally. yeah. money-wise, I'm not, you know, hey. It's and, completely different. Like, when I started getting into Warhammer as a hobby, I, I can totally relate to that. Because when I was 11, 12, 13, me and my buddy, we started playing 40K on such an entry level, right? Like, I bought, like, three boxes of Space Marines and, like, a tank or some stupid crap, and he had all Dark Eldar, right? Like, the entry level for what you pick up, those kinds of games, like, it feels like what they're doing with Age of Sigmar is really, hey, here's a fantasy version of 40K. You can buy, you know, this, this troop choice and this troop choice, and then you can get this, and you can kind of custom make your own little units here. And for, you know, you tell your parents you're going to buy your lunch, you know, <laughs> this was really going to happen. You tell your parents, I want to buy lunch for a month, right? And then they, they give you money and you save it and then you just take lunch from home anyway because, you know, first world problems. And <laughs> I See, I never got money for lunch. I brown bagged the lunch, but my dad gave me money for the bus. And so if the weather was nice, oh, I would totally. ride my bike. You're like, and if the weather was nice, I would ride my bike and my dad's like... Where's all that money for the bus? I'm like, dude, you gave me money for the bus. I could have taken the bus. I was right? I was enterprising and rode my bike. That's my right. money now. This is called rideshare. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's how I saved that money for. At the time, I wasn't playing Warhammer though. Yeah. Time, I was I was collecting GI Joes. So yeah, totally. But I mean, like, I I could totally see these kids doing it. That's that's what we used to do, man. Like, we'd save out my lunch money or, or my chore money or whatever, and we just ride down the comic book store. We had Comic Quest in in Mission Viejo, California, and we'd ride our bikes down there. And we, oh man, what unit do I want to buy today? Oh, I only have six dollars. I'm gonna buy a I'm gonna buy a hero model. Oh, it's a exactly guy with a plasma pistol. Oh, this guy's so fucking cool. And like, you know, well, what I, I mean? was laughing because I was at so. the game store. I stopped in last week to pick up a book and. And uh, 
there was a guy there who used to hang out at the local GW, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he was there, and he was it was Friday night. He was there, and he's like, "Yeah, we we quit Warhammer. It got it got too expensive." I'm like, "Dude, you're only buying a box every month. Like that was what right. you were doing. Like, it's not that much more expensive to buy a box a month." And he was there. He's there every Friday night doing Friday Night Magic, and I'm sitting there going, "Dude, oh god, seriously, you want I'm like, expensive dude. hobby? Jeez." And I'm not. I'm like. I'm like. You you are spending at least fifty to sixty bucks oh, a month playing Friday easily. Night Magic every month. I'm like, so easily. don't tell me that you can't afford your one. Well, and then he's and then his whole excuse is, "Well, I want more than one box of models." I'm like, "Well, they want ice water in hell, but you know, <laughs> right." <laughs> Well, uh, my my buddy I grew up playing with, uh, Scott Holcomb. He 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 had a unique like he had like a promise he would do to himself, and he's just like, hey, every time I buy a box of models, I'm gonna paint that whole box. I'm gonna paint every miniature before I buy another <laughs> set, and that just would never. Work wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I'm me. gonna sneeze because I'm so allergic to bullshit. No, is... he totally did. He he stuck to it. He's like he's got that willpower. Yeah, I've, I've, wow. I've seen his display. Mark case. has seen he it. Mark absolutely did do that. <laughs> Mark nice. will tell you this guy's got like I'm not even I'm not exaggerating. He's got over twenty thousand points in Chaos Warriors. Beautiful. He's got over thirty thousand points in High Elves. I'm not even shitting you. Like she it's was... it's insanity. He's got like closets just i'm just full of models and uh all the west coast hammer time guys they go over to his house and and play uh for their game night every week and they don't even bring their armies they just take stuff out of his display case and, <laughs> oh my and just God. play with his stuff rather wow because he just has everything you could ever want or need like the dude's got if if you were to calculate dollars wise easily fifty thousand dollars wow <laughs> I mean, like, that's a super mega customer, and he's like, he's like, AOS is really cool. Let's play Kings of War. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, but like, he loves the fluff, right? So he's gonna keep on buying the the Warhammer, um, you know, books and stuff because he has like every Malice Dark Blade book ever. Like, I mean, he has nice. he has walls. Like, Mark went over there and just raided his his book his book cabinet right there and starts reading all the Skaven stuff while we're staying over there for West Coast GT. Was... Those Thankful and Bone Ripper novels, Mark? Yeah, dude. No, he has, dude, he has like all the, the original school, stuff. Yeah, it was the old school like Book of the Ratman and stuff. Oh, wow. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you've read the Thankful and Bone Ripper. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I, I oh, listened yeah. to your podcast and I, I wish you guys had given the time and I, I know that you guys were petering out yeah. at that point because you, you guys hated, interest is dropping. You guys hated the book but, that me and Mark love. Which oh one? Wait, God. wait, wait. If which book did I hate? Even like the two or three episode throwback that you did for some of the other stuff to it. Oh, I would have okay, loved it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Which I loved book it did anyway. I hate? Oh, the Skaven book. Oh, you mean uh, for the for End Times? Yeah. yeah I yeah, liked absolutely. it. I liked all those books. He liked it. Okay, here, there's two things. <laughs> yeah, okay, first books. of all, I liked all I liked all the books. The fact is, I go too long on that shit. We had to focus. No, Rotor, yeah. no, Rotor was my anchor. Rotor's like, listen, that. we got to get this oh, shit done. No, no, I, I, I wanted you guys to go long. I hey, Rotor, like four episodes Rotor, we, we found where all the shit was. <laughs> yeah, we, we all, found all that rat poop. We found it. I kept laughing every time Rotor's like, but wait. Okay, let's be real here. Where's no, all the great. shit? It was you know, that, that's become shit. the thing. Oh. People still ask me, oh, where's the poop? Well, where's the poop? That came up on the last episode. 
My guest host for episode 129, as soon as we brought up the Skaven, uh-huh. I said, well, the now they're in the warp. The poop can just be just magically gone. I'm like, the poop, that's never going away. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, they eat it. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's what you feed to your slaves, man. That's, they're they're that's hyper recycle. Just, just eat it. <laughs> oh, man. So, David, you well, brought the, rats, the uh, end time stuff. Did they ever wake up Kraken Rock, or was that just a 15-year cock tease? It was a 15 no. year Yeah, no, they never woke it up. God, that's bullshit. There's a lot of stuff that never, that like, it It kind of pissed me off. It was kind of like lost. Like they, they threw stuff out there and then they never finished it. Like the unnamed or the or the nameless, uh-huh. they never named him. Fuck you. We're not naming him. <laughs> you know, because, it's just like a couple of what? reasons, bitches. You know? Oh my God. Just... If they had just called him John Doe, I would have lost my shit. It would have been spectacular. He could have been anybody. He could have just been, you know, Geeky Von Geekenstein. I would have been like fine with that. But they, they no, not, no, no. He's nameless John and he disappeared and screw Doe. you. Just name him John Doe. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck you. You're going to buy our shit anyway. His name is John Doe. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know you're gonna buy it anyway. It's three thousand dollars for this miniature. You know you're yeah, gonna buy you, it. God damn it! I'm totally gonna buy it. You know what's damn cracking it. me up is we had, we had five books, four hundred dollars, and they took our world and they blew the fucking thing up. And I'm sitting here going, "Yeah, but you didn't tell me who the nameless was." There's the fanboy. <laughs> right. Like that's my beef. My fucking beef is who's nameless. But wait, Dave bought so, his ba- wait. He bought his battle gauge and then put it on and said, "But wait." Who's I don't have a battle gate. <laughs> I did not pay for one. Totally I, I have, I, I have a fantastic. I got from. Um, did you? Yeah. Uh, Bendy boards sent me a whole set of tokens for AOS uh-huh. and all that stuff, and it was fantastic. That's nice little awesome. wooden ones. Got my name like it's like on like the old wood burning kits that we used to get. Well, I don't know. I'm 43, so the wood yeah, burning the kits, etchers, kits. Yeah. You know, with the one foot cords, you had to sit by the wall and just yeah. You, You'd slip and put a put a gouge, you know, a, a nice a nice burn mark on your arm. Yeah, that's. A, but they do it the right way. They look nice. I got nice. all my and name when, on it. And bitch. when winter hits up in the north, that shit's firewood, right? <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. It's not. No. I'm beating it, Dick. No, it's but great. It's funny. No, it's fantastic. No, so uh, Dave, if there's a if there's a tournament that. Uh, the guys down here in the south should be looking out for uh for 2016 because we're finishing out our year with with uh um alamo gt if uh ryan wants to plug that real quick oh yeah alamo gt november 7th and 8th uh lists are due this weekend if you have special characters they're due next weekend if you don't um come down it's drunk it's a lot of fun our wait list continues to be one person because every time someone drops someone new signs up um if you want to come down we are going to give eighth edition and warhammer fantasy the drunken wake it deserves that sounds fantastic that's that's my plug it's it's the drunkest i had to let him plug that oh no 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 shut up I've been you had to let him say something because you and fucking White Tech and Jeff over here. Right? I've been to PACA. Alamo is the drunkest tournament I've ever been to. Did you okay, have somebody Jeff. fall down on their display board and flip all their models so that their friends had to rebuild them while they were sleeping it off? You mean I, Cody? In 2009, you mean, yes. Sean? You mean at QCR? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. That happened at PACA. I didn't know who the guy was. Oh, with man, oh, I felt bad oh dude. We, we had a guy at QCR do that, um, and then we had a guy at 
Alamo get drunk and throw up in the river walk while his friend's girlfriend was dragging him around and he kept calling her by the wrong name. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That, without, that, it's a bad thing. Without naming names. Her name was Katie. We kept calling her Stephanie for some reason. Oh, shh. That's not even close. It, it had an IE at the end. Shut up. It had an E. It was close. <laughs> it had an E in it. So does like 40 fucking percent of the English language. So I was halfway there. It reminds me of Ted. Where Shut Ted's up. like, where, where they're, going, they're going off of where uh, Ted is naming off all the... Uh, um, all the, strippers, no, all, all the, the stripper names. names. <laughs> all the white trash names. Is there a Lynn at the end? Of Is there a Lynn? Tammy Lynn, Vicky Lynn, Emerlyn. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, yeah, Tammy Lynn. Shit, damn. <laughs> yeah. So what I was saying was, if there's a tournament that we can be looking to next year, because you know how the South likes to travel, what what needs to be on our radar for 2016? You mean if you're in the Midwest? Yes. Yeah, pimp one of the Midwest tournaments. Get us out there. Well, okay. Well, it can't be Paca because it's on Shiloh. So oh, oh, if we're gonna if we're gonna throw out the can't be. <laughs> well, I'm gonna you know, okay. I I would default. I I can't even go to Paca this year, but I would default to. I don't know what they're doing yet, but bits is always a good time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it is. You and and Fetter are gonna put together. A fantastic tournament, and it's not just Grant and Chris. You, but I mean, they're like you know. Yeah, they got like a fifteen-person staff. It's awesome. Yeah, she was. You know, but they've, you know, Chris. Chris sort of runs the website, and Grant is like the the showman and the salesman. So they're like right. the face of it, and they the guys always put together a great thing. I mean, I don't know what they're going to be doing. I have no idea what the plan is. They don't tell me, um, and and they shouldn't because I like to be surprised yeah, as well as everybody else, but. <laughs> I can't keep a secret for fuck all. So um, <laughs> the, the, the point is, you know, it's going to be a good thing. And there's always, honestly, there's always Adepticon because, and the, the best thing, right? Yeah. I think, Hey, I'm saying right now, and I know I, I, I'm sorry. It overlaps with your guys stuff <laughs> on certain years. Hey, but we warned a, them last year. We warned them. No, no, it was my fault this year. The fucking, the venue. Now it's, now it's me. your fault. But no, especially was, this year, because, this year. Because with everybody scattering to the four winds of gaming, no matter what game you've picked, it's going to be played there. So that's great. But if I had to pick just a straight-up GT and it wasn't Wapaka because you just said not to do that one, I, I'm yeah, of course I'm going to go with Pits. They, they I, put on five years of quality yeah, entertainment. Yeah, And I would love to do Paka because, man, the Hungry Hungry Hippos – is calling my name, man. They got a hungry, hungry hippos that uh, Vermeulen is going to be running. Yep. So. And hey, Bits was the first and only time I got to play against Mark Cox. One of my one of my most memorable games of all the years I played at Bits. So that's right, it was. Don't you? Yeah, hey, you saved my bacon. I was dying when I showed up to that table. <laughs> I'm like a walking pharmacy man. I got everybody covered. Yeah. Tape measures, meds, doesn't matter. Mark Pax before hanging. It had been a long day. I wasn't even drinking. I had the worst headache. 
I was hungry. I was just waiting for the damn game to get done so I could go eat. And Mark's oh, like, "Oh shit, that's right, yeah." Mark's dude, like, "Dude, we just went to Wendy's, and I like, I'm totally not going to eat this cheeseburger and fries. I ordered way too much." Hands me a cheeseburger and fries. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." And I'm like, "This will help my headache." He's like, "Oh, you got a headache? Reach in his bag. Here's a couple aspirin. I'll go get you." A, and he went and got me a diet coke to wash. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then you're like, "Oh, my balls are swollen." He's like, "I'll let me. I'll give you a hand let job. Me, let, me, let me massage <laughs> those real quick. I'll get down there." <laughs> I got dexterity. <laughs> Out the ass. That was a good time. That was that uh, was that was so much fun. It was a great nice. game. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> no, oh, you're not. Come on. Okay, I have not. Wait, wait, wait. It's September. Let me try to think. When did I have a drink last? Oh, at Bits. Yesterday. So June. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. College football has been going on for like wow. a month. Wow. What, what, what I don't know what about? that even means. Um, no, on vacation, when we went on vacation, I bought this moonshine. I did the sampler thing where they gave us the little mini shots to taste the different ones. That was the third week of June. That was the last time I had any alcohol whatsoever. And now I've like, had it. I'll take all of them. I bought six this, of for these. For this podcast. Just, just. It's going to happen at some point. Give me all. <laughs> I've bought all. six of these quart jars, and I've just polished off half of one of them while we were talking. I'm so not getting up at 5 a.m. to go work out. That's we're right. a great influence. I'll see you at 5 a.m. I know, right? <laughs> we're so good. We're so good. So, Dave, what's the inside scoop, man? You can you can tell us. We won't okay. tell anyone. What What's the inside scoop? Who's Who's going to take over you spot? <sighs> Dude, right now. Okay. Honestly, no, I was kind of fucking uh, pressure on him. That's I'll be honest. No, man, I put him on the spot. Rellion came on and was great, and I was kind of hoping to ask him, and then he went and started fucking the personal flash paper or whatever the the, the yeah. Infinity oh, cast, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Which is, yeah, and, and yeah, he's doing a great job, that. but I was just That's like, oh cool. god damn it. So right now, um, I'm just bringing in guest hosts. I am not worried right now about who's going to I have a couple nah, of people man. in mind. Yeah. I'm just trying to guess. I haven't even, the people I have in mind, I haven't even mentioned it to because I don't want them to feel like they're auditioning. I'm no, just, I've been, I've been enjoying the, all the guests, man. That's been really kind of like a cool, a cool gig too. Right. And I'm, and I got to give people a couple of episodes, even if I'm considering them because everyone comes on. And the first thing that happens, it happened with Chris, you is you come on as the co-host and you don't want to do, you don't sure. want to say too much. Yeah. And I never shut up, so they're they're nervous. To t- You'll hear it in episode one twenty. I had my friend Christian Bayer from uh, from California. Okay, uh, he was he, we hung out at uh, Adepticon last year. We shared a hotel room, cool. and he came on, and it was the same thing. He was like, "Oh, I hope I wasn't you know too quiet. I just didn't know when I fi-, you know." So you, <laughs> oh, you got to give so people a, a couple episodes, a couple of chances, right? But honestly, I'm I'm not worried. The show's not going anywhere, and no, I got enough friends in this hobby. Who are just like, hey, dude, if you need to help out. Honestly, if I just had people coming in just one episode at a time, if I just took all the people who volunteered to help out, I wouldn't need to make a pick until next year. Like, Yeah, if, I got to tell you, know, man, like, it's nice because it helps me get my painting done. Like, I always got to have a podcast rolling while I'm getting my painting done. And it helps me, you know, stay motivated. And when well, I'm I out of podcast, I, uh, I have a really hard time painting. <laughs> well, a couple of days from now, we've got... Uh, the first AOS book and the Gates of Azir, the first Black Library book. Nice. We got a live recording coming up at UGG. We're going to be doing all sorts of gaming. We're covering the uh, the 
the quest for we got we got basically two or three more big of these big books we're going to be covering fluff coverage. So I'm going to be doing what I know how to do, which is talk fluff gaming and fluff coverage, um, because that's all I've got with AOS right now. And you know what? It suits me just fine. So that's what we're going to be doing. So if you're remotely interested, just to see where AOS is going, even if you just want to watch just to, to pray to God it fails like some of the haters are doing, <laughs> tune in. Tune in and hear what's going on and, and either yeah. e- either watch it grow back to something you want to come back to or watch it crash and burn. I just like people to listen. No, I'm at I'm at that point where like you know, like I was upset at the beginning and like man, like crushed my hobby and this and that and then I'm just like there is no reason why I can't enjoy another game and they can enjoy this game and everybody can be happy. Like it doesn't bother me anymore. Like I was upset at first and I was like, okay, I can Everybody see how was. this is I could see how this is playable for other people. It's not playable for me personally, but like I could see how it is totally a good beer and pretzels game. And listening to your last podcast was like it was helpful for me. I was just like, okay, okay, I you know, kids are getting into it. I could see where I was when I was twelve or thirteen, like wanting to play fantasy but wanting to play a skirmish game. So like it, it, it's not only for the little kids though. I mean no, no, there's, no. there's a lot of stuff there. It's you know it's the entry level. What I'm saying is like we're so buy in for it. But we've we spent decades, some of us, focused on Warhammer as it is. And it's hard to let go of that and try the new game and not be comparing them and not still be bringing that mindset to it. It's not for everybody. You know, the only people that I laugh at are the people who scream. I want to I don't want to play Warhammer as a skirmish. I don't like skirmish games. And they went and picked up a different skirmish game. Then I kind of roll my eyes. Other than that, pretty spectacular. Other than that, dude, go play what you want. See, Christopher and I back when we started this, Christopher and I, we played everything that we got our hands on. We always have. Mm-hmm. So it didn't I, I didn't worry as much. And I think part of the big fighting that went on is look, nobody wants the community to die. So everybody mm-hmm. kind of stuck yeah. everybody everybody planted their flag with their particular game and felt an urgency to make sure that that became the game. Like they wanted their game to be the game. They wanted sure. their game to be the one that kept the community together. So you got the AOS faction who's like, everybody has to play AOS. You got the Infinity faction. No, we should all play Infinity. You got the, you know, the ninth egg games. No, we're going to fix this the way it should be. And we're all just going to keep playing this. And everybody wants them to follow. And then people get pissy because it's like, yeah. A, I chose this. Why wouldn't you? You know, and I, and I get it. I told, dude, I work with teenagers. Yep. <laughs> I know about people who have short fucking fuses and can get pissy at a, at a moment's notice and every and they want everybody to agree with them. Okay? It's it's totally human nature for you to to if you're going to plant your flag somewhere to ask the rest of your group to come with you and nobody wants their group to splinter. You know, I and and that's totally understandable and unfortunately the game we all played is gone. It just is. So we're we're going to splinter in some ways. Yeah. I just, I, I, well, I'm, well, I'm Dave, glad that people... I, I, I think when you boil it down, you've, you've captured the entire process of it was, you know, you, you don't want that community to go away. Um, and, and, and that's why people fought so hard against some things that seemed unreasonable right. when you're, when you're on, you know, okay, well there's four different steps. If I'm on step two or you're on step one, 
whatever that person on step one is saying is going to seem unreasonable to somebody on step four. Right. Uh, You've got that across the board. And I I think you nailed that perfectly. I went through the steps pretty darn quickly and I came across eventually as being pretty callous to other people. And I never meant to. I was, no, I just think that like I read your, I always tried to say, we looked at what you were saying different than other, than how other people were looking at it because we were already like as a region, we we kind of all of all of our tos like as you probably already know by now. Yep. But like all of our tos, we talk to each other on a weekly basis. We are always in constant contact. We are always about the community. It's not about us. If the community said something that they wanted to go for, but that we didn't really support ourselves, that it would be all about the community, not us. But right. Like we we were already on that step three of step four. And it feels to me like you were already on your step three, but your whole community was still at step one. And they were kind of like judging what you were saying as from step one while you're I've, out there on step three. I you know pissed what I mean? off a lot of people yeah, and I didn't yeah. mean to. I really yeah. didn't mean to. I mean, I know I came. I mean, I just kept being like, dude. And, and here was my thing. And I, like I said, I get I get accused of fanboy a lot. And I am. But it's like I like Battlefleet Gothic. I like Necromunda. Yeah. I like Mordheim. I like Blood Bowl. Love I, all those I had a games. copy of that fucking yeah. Chainsaw Warrior single Yo. player game that they had. I had Yo. a copy of that when I was a kid. Like, there's never actually been a game that they've put out that I've been like, I goddamn hate this game. So yeah. when this came out, I'm like, hey, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I've Why liked not? What they've done so yeah. far. Yeah, is it, and, and so my transition was easier because I was just like, okay, I'm ready for whatever they hand me. But then again, I go to two to three tournaments a year. So like that whole tournament mentality. Right. It's not I, your I main drive. Yeah, right. I just yeah. don't have it. That's like with We're, the Masters. I know some people get really upset because everyone's like, we have to pick another game right away. And it's like, well, just kind of let it happen. And people, are, I'm just sitting back and watching it like, hey, man, whatever you guys want to play, I support you. As long as everybody's having a good time, fuck it. You yeah, well, and, 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 and to play into that, like, that was the entire approach we took as a region. We told our players, like, look, no guys, matter what Masters we, does. we realized yeah. that, that Age of Sigmar just broke. We're going to take, like, two and a half months to deal with this, and then we'll figure something out. And some and, people think that's too quick. And, and like, some you're people, forcing a choice, and it's like, dude, just well, play. And, and, and some people, people think that's too quick, and I totally get that. But we were also like, look, we're going to look at this from an objective perspective, and we're going to let you give us impact. So if if you're telling us stuff, and it's based on your experience, we're going to play it that way, you know. And if if our players said, you know, after all of this play time, we don't want to do this, right? Well, we're not going to make you do that, right? And and I mean, and I all your was, every one of your tournaments approach. Every one of your tournaments went to Kings Award, didn't it? Yeah, pretty much yeah, all your GTs. It was, exactly. And, and it was six all months based from now, you guys might be like, us. but six months from now, you might be like, well, you know what? We like it, but eh. and then you pick uh, Wrath of Kings. I mean, who the hell knows what you're gonna, you know, what goes next? Well, sure. it'll be it'll be entirely based on our players. Like if if we get halfway into the season and our players go, you know what? We're really not feeling this vibe. All right, cool. Well, uh, in 2017. We'll do this for you guys. Or 2016, we'll do this and for that's, you guys. And that's the important thing. Nobody wants to put their tournaments on hiatus until it gets figured out because then it's never exactly. going to get figured out. So pick something, 
play something. And if it doesn't work, then you just adjust it next year. And that's what every tournament does. Yep. That's what we've been doing. I mean, I've only been in the scene for about five or six years, you know, and the tournament scene. I've been playing for, what, four or five years now, you know, since I started the podcast. But every year, every I mean, even the tournaments I go to every year, they're always adjusting, changing, making adjustments based on the meta, based on the way things are going. So th- and that's you need your up to the previous year. And that's I mean, why it's part I'm not, of being a TO. Exactly. And that's why I'm not worried about it. That's why it all got prefaced with all of our all of our voting and stuff was prefaced with, you know, hey guys, you know, we want to know what you want to do next year. We want to run a tournament that you want to go to. What can we do to make that happen for you guys? Not about us. You and know, your just, players told you what you wanted and you right. gave it to them. And God that's bless you. That's exactly what you should have done. Exactly what was. you should have done. That's all it was for us. So, you know, I mean, like I said, there's only one tournament around here that I know. I know uh, Holy Wars is doing Age of Sigmar as a tournament. Sure. Following that compact. And I didn't expect everybody to jump in AOS. Hell, I'm surprised Holy Wars did it. You know, like some. Sure. But wait, we're going to try it. Give it a try. Why? Because it's it's a, it's another game. We're going to give it a shot. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We take our adjustments. And, you know, I, all I say, dude, just. It's it's toy soldiers. Keep playing. Right. Of course, yeah, totally. I've got my wife here who's who's uh, been sort of on the sidelines, sort of, you know, hearing us talk and hearing me talk when I'm recording or when I'm editing the show or hearing me talk with friends. And she's just like amazed. She's like, wow, you guys. She goes, you do realize that's a game. You're taking it this. Seriously. Oh, totally. Oh, like yeah. she was. I, she just looked, she's like, same thing. she's like, I mean, she literally yeah. said this and it was so funny. She's like. I didn't realize how much tabletop gainers are such a bunch of whiny bitches. And I oh, totally. I'm like, oh, we are. Don't mess with oh, our. Yeah. Don't mess with our toy soldiers. Don't we mess spent with a lot our of crack, money, and, man. We spent a lot of money and a lot of time painting and these we things. All, we Do all not use, fuck we, with us. We all use the caveat. Hey, I could be doing drugs. But I don't do drugs, <laughs> right? That's the meme. I have that. We, I have that. I have that uh, picture it. up. We all do it. Oh, Get I could be kids. doing this. I could have this hobby. <laughs> I, I have that. I have that uh, picture up in my game room and in at school. It's the picture yep. of the kids, and it says, "Get your kids in the tabletop wargaming early. They'll never be able to afford alcohol afford or drugs." Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. Well. I, I think we covered a bunch tonight. And, I think we uh, talked about pretty much we're, nothing we're, tonight, uh, but whatever, I'm drunk. Well, I mean, but that's, those, that's, those that's our motive. I liked it. That's our <laughs> motive, it. you know. <laughs> but, uh, Dave, man, we appreciate you coming on and just hanging out with us tonight, man. And, hey, thanks uh, for having I'm me on. Sh- this was awesome. I'm sure we'll get you on again because we got to get you to drink more than once every four months, and this is the best way to make it happen. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, now it's here's the deal. I will, I will save you. I will tweet you guys tomorrow and let you know how much I hate you because we'll see how I feel. <laughs> I've got Dave, 45 Dave minutes. Dave has to be up in five hours. David, do you have I have to be up in five hours and 45 minutes. And I'm going to go and hit the rowing machine. I got to do at least five and a half K in 30 minutes. That's, oh, you're that's fucked, the first. Bro. Jeez, you're screwed. With that, much, with that much moonshine in you, that ought to be awesome. I'm going to oh, hate dude, you guys tomorrow. Dude, just... Just drink until like an hour before, slam a Gatorade, and just knock the 5K out. That's what I'm fi- Dude, I'll, I'm just going to hydrate the hell out of this and just go through it. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, knock it out. It's drunk. called a beer 5K, man. You got to drink a beer every <laughs> every 1K, you know? No. <laughs> just have it sitting on the machine. 
That's how it goes. Well, I'm feeling good now, and that's what's important, right? Yeah, it's about living in the moment and then cursing Live us later. Live the moment, man. Seriously, I'm going to hang up with you guys. I'm going to go. I'm going to go find the comfy chair, turn on some Archer, and pass out. Oh, I love Archer. Danger zone. <laughs> Never it. watched the show until I heard Cox mention it on, oh, uh, on the last so show great. you guys did. Oh, really? And I'm yeah. like, okay, I got to get. I turned on the Netflix. I started watching this. Harrison saw it on Netflix. He goes, you're watching a new cartoon. I'm like, what? He's like, Archer. He's like, can oh I watch God, that? He's like, 14. I'm like, you hell on the podcast. no. Yeah, you're like, no. I actually tell him, like, dude, if you want, I'll watch Breaking Bad with you, but you're not watching Archer. Yeah. Like, I watch Breaking Bad. I'm like, it's way better than Archer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Big time. Oh, my yeah, God. That similar vein, show. Mark. Thanks a lot. Now I have to pause Rick and Morty when my wife comes into the room. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, just, I'm wrecking TV time across the nation, man. Right. What do you All right, guys. Dave, no, Dave, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, Dave, we'll get you back on here again shortly when we're sure thing. looking to just have a couple drinks and shoot the shit. So, absolutely. Dave, All right, brother, we'll talk us. to you again soon. Thanks, man. Guys, take it easy. Right. Yep. Later. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan, or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At Cap AMR05 for Mark at the beer phase, all one word for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at the beer phase at gmail.com. That's the beer phase, all one word at gmail.com. Too kind, you've been thunderstruck.